0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 235, Romeo and Juliet Parenting. Welcome to the Harmony in the Home podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Hutchison. I'm a counselor, a life coach, and most importantly, an imperfect mom doing this work right along with you. And my goal on our podcast is to go from chaos to calm, feel less frazzled and have more fun within your four walls to have more harmony in your home. So I know you all love those clever and kind of mystical titles. And today we're talking about Romeo and Juliet, which when I was in high school, NGL, that's what the kids say for not gonna lie, NGL, um, I didn't really understand Shakespeare. And I kind of knew the overwhelming storyline of the different stories, but I never really understood Like the ins and outs of it and Romeo and Juliet was one of them because I thought it was just a love story of Romeo and Juliet and then the parents didn't want them to date and so then they would date like secretly date but before I start talking about Romeo and Juliet I want to talk about our sponsor for today herbal face food which is unbelievable my skin is so smooth I've been using it for I don't even know how long and it's just unbelievable how much smoother my skin is whether you have rosacea It helps with wrinkles. I have so many sunspots from all the years of playing soccer and never, ever wearing sunscreen. And I have so many sunspots. And I also thought because of my acne was so bad as a kid and it wasn't as an adult too, I thought for some reason, if I got a really good sunburn that it would just burn off my acne, like really unhealthy stuff. I remember I used to lay out and I'd put tin foil next to me while I was laying out because I wanted it to reflect the sun. (laughs) And I'd lather up with baby oil. I think we didn't know what we know now, But I also was very, very motivated because I thought I could burn off the acne, which is horrible. But because of that, now I'm almost 50. I was born in 1974. So whenever you're listening to this, you can do the math. It's a lot of math to do. The sunspots are out of control. And my dermatologist also said that I have contact dermatitis, melasma, and psoriasis, and eczema in certain areas. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And it is completely, completely healed with herbal face food. So go to herbalfacefood.com and use the coupon code HARMONY20 to get 20% off your first order. I highly recommend the soap, serum one, and the cure, and the cream. I probably in that order too. Those are my favorites. So back to Romeo and Juliet. So I thought it was just about, I thought it was a fun and flirty little story about Um, A a boy and a girl who weren't allowed to date and they made them want to date each other more because their parents said no. Well, it's a little more graphic and very, very dark. I Googled it. It says, Romeo and Juliet is a tragic love story about two young people from feuding families who fall in love. The two characters, Romeo, Montag, and Juliet Capulet. sorry, it's so bad, secretly marry. However, when Juliet fakes her death, Romeo doesn't receive a letter informing him of the ruse. Romeo thinks Juliet is dead and then kills himself. Then Juliet then kills herself. Like what? (laughs) Jeez. I was gonna do a really good topic today about Romeo and Juliet and how it refers to our parenting and relates to our parenting. But then I read that, I was like, oh no. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. The concept I'm trying to teach today is about how when we tell our kids or when someone tells you that you can't have something, it makes you wanna have it more. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. And a lot of times you'll have kids that are super compliant and you tell them what not to do and they fall right in line. Then you have those few and far between kids. You probably have one of them. There's always one in a family. I was the one in the family. I would say my older sister was too. Our middle sister, you tell her what to do, and she's like, I'll do whatever you say. Like, not a rebellious bone in her body. And a lot of times we say, oh, that's just a rebellious child. What it is, is the child is showing off their throbbing spirit. They're called strong-willed. They might be called hard-headed. They might be called rebellious. These are all negative terms, but in the end, I think it's a really good thing to teach our kids to think for themselves and not just to fall in line and not just to follow the the herd, so to speak. So like if, uh, I was asking on Facebook, like, what is something that you want more of when someone or some, a, an entity tells you, you can't have it. And so, uh, there was examples like sugar. If someone says you can't have sugar, all of a sudden you want sugar more because it's like right now, if I tell you, don't think about a pink elephant, what do you think about the pink elephant? So a lot of times with our kids, the more we tell them they can't do something, the more they want to do it. Not all kids. But the kids who have a very strong, throbbing spirit, which is not a negative thing, I'm standing up for them because I was one of them. Like when I was in school and the teacher would tell me not to talk, all I wanted to do was talk to Allison. Then we'd be at lunch and we could have free talk and I'd be like, I have nothing more to say because it was that resistance and telling me not to do something made me want to do it more. So a lot of times If a parent, if we tell parents like, don't yell at your kids, it almost makes you yell more because you're thinking about it so much. It's like we're white knuckling through parenting because we're focusing so much on what we shouldn't be doing, and then we do more of it. When teachers told me not to laugh or to goof off in class, um, I was like silly Billy in all the classes. Like class clown 101, that was me. Ask Allison. And she was such a goody two shoes that I was like, because she was such a goody two shoes, I was trying to like shake her up a little bit and like trying to make her not follow the rules. Cause I was so jealous that she was so, she had so much self-control and so much discipline instead of like learning from that and being um, motivated by that. I did the opposite. I was like jealous of it. And then my immature, insecure high school self was like, how can you be like that? No, be more like me. And so I would try so hard. And when I would make her laugh in class or make her like not listen to the teacher, I felt like I had won. <laughs> Sounds so bad. I love her dearly and I loved her dearly in high school. So we talk about it all the time how I w- she was such a goody two shoes and I was so not a goody two shoes. I was like the opposite of it. And when someone would tell me to get good grades, like a teacher, it made me actually want to get C's and D's and F's because I'm like, you're not going to tell me what to do it was my was my like inner thinking, my unconscious thinking. I didn't ever come out and say it. But if it wasn't for soccer, I don't think I would have passed in school. The only reason why I played the game, because I think school is sometimes like, I don't want to call it a racket, but it's like, it's a little overkill of all that you have to do. I think college is a racket, like all these hoops you have to jump through. Like, okay, really? Like, what am I ever going to know about the Pythagorean theorem? I can't even spell the word. But I know now they were teaching me how to Exercise my brain and all that good stuff, and you do need to be exposed to all of it because then you can find your what you gravitate towards. And my EQ was so like off the charts that anything to do with IQ was not really um, re- not really floating my boat, so to speak. <laughs> so, and it's almost like um, if it wasn't for the reason why I would get the grades, you know, decent grades, not good grades by any means, in high school was because. I knew that it was my ticket to play soccer. So just let me jump through these hoops to play soccer. And then I will um, do whatever you tell me to do. Like, what do you, what do I need to do? What's the least path of resistance that I need to take to play soccer? So if your kids aren't really into school, just know that that's okay. Their EQ might be really high. And then their IQ might be like, mm, it's not really like, doesn't really light them up, so to speak. Our kids don't have to be quote unquote good in all the subjects, in all the areas. It's just not, it's like, I'm not good in all the areas in life. Like when you talk about laundry and all the seven F's, I'm like, I'm not mastering all those. So how can we expect our kids to master all the things like geometry and Spanish and art? So all that to say, think about Romeo and Juliet. A lot of times, that's why I love love and logic for kids because it gives them a choice. It gives them some authority in their life. It gives them some autonomy and allows them to have free will and allows them not to have so much pushback because they feel like they're in charge of the ship, so to speak, that they're the captain of their cruise ship. Some kids are very leery of being the captain and so they lean too much on parents. Then there's other kids who wanna be the captain and they will do whatever it takes to be the captain of their ship. So depending on the age, depending on the stage, it's a good idea to use love and logic to give them choices to give them two choices that are acceptable choices for you and then they get to control their destiny. They get to control their ship. And then the consequences are already set out in advance so they know that there's choice A or there's choice B and then they get to choose. Now, if they don't wanna do that, then there's choice C. Then there's consequences for not even engaging in choice A or choice B. But you'll see a lot of times when you give them choices when they're young, They start to have that inner dialogue and that inner confidence develop and grow that they can trust their own intuition, that they can trust their own judgment. And then you're constantly, constantly, constantly reinforcing to them, I trust you. I trust you to make good decisions. You know how when they're older, I say things like, I just know that you have such good discernment that you know how to find the kids who are making good choices. You are drawing who you are and you're such a wonderful human being. So you have discernment. To make good choices, and when they're younger, you can say the same thing just based on their age and based on their stage. It's kind of like when they when the dogs are in the house, they want to go outside. But if I crack the door, they almost want like to know that they have control over me. They just whine at the door that I'll let them out, and so they're like in, out, in, out, in, out. I feel like all day long, I'm just letting them out I'm letting them in. I'm letting them out. When I prop the door, which my family cannot stand, if I just crack it because they're so afraid of lizards of being in the house then all of a sudden they don't want to go in and out as much because they almost like know that like they have that freedom to go if they want to. But when they don't have that freedom and the door is closed, it seems like they want to go out more. Isn't that wild? It's like my, my, my dogs, <laughs> my dogs have their own free will. Yeah. I'm talking about you, Tucker. Tucker just looked at me like, what you talking about me? They want their own free will. And some dogs are more stubborn than others. Some more, dogs are are pushing the envelope, so to speak. And a lot of times they get called strong-willed children, but this is a really good thing that they have that discernment, that they're able to gauge and stage and see where things are. We want that. And we want to foster that. We want to get that inner intuition going strong. So then they're learning to trust their inner voice and their inner self, not just doing it because mom or dad says so. So it's a very good thing when you're Children have those strong personalities because they start to think for themselves. They listen to their own inner voice. So, giving them choice and not always telling them what they can't do, but telling them what they can do, you won't create so much Romeo and Juliet energy where you're telling them no, 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 no. You're telling them yes, 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 yes. And here is a way to navigate this life, making these choices that are acceptable within your four walls. So, you're creating this boundary within the choices that you're giving them, and then they have autonomy, they are expressing their free will, and then they're also learning to listen to their inner voice. And with that, you'll have much more harmony in the home. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any aha's clicks or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting boot camp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.